Spazzin' Out, America's podcast, recorded live from Boston, broadcasting around the world, covering everything America is talking about and beyond. Take your seats and enjoy the show. Now, here's your host, Anthony Parziali. My daughter... Always, my daughter Presley always asks me, is it asked or asked? I, I, I don't think I ever say that right, but she always says to me, Daddy, what would you do if somebody, she, I don't know why she asked, but what would you do if someone stole me? What would you do if someone took me? What would you do if someone hurts me? She always asks me that. She just, for some reason, I have no clue why she does. She's young. Her birthday's coming up. She's going to be seven years old, but it always comes up. And I'm I'm always pretty honest with her, and I try to say, well, first off, Preston, I don't think anything like that will ever happen. Well, what if it does? She says, and and I tell her I I'm pretty truthful with my kids. I tell her that if anybody ever hurts her or does anything like, and, and I mean really hurt, and I say to her, I go, and I mean really hurt you. If someone physically hurts you or someone kidnaps you, Daddy's gonna find that person, and I'm gonna take care of him. Now I don't say I'm gonna kill him to her because she's still a kid, but I say I'm gonna take care of him. And what I mean by that. Is I'm going to find you. I will spend the rest of my life hunting you down. It's, it's like Liam Neeson. I, I have a particular set of skills. I don't have a particular set of skills. But I'll find you. If you take my daughter. If you hurt my daughter. God forbid any of these bad things happen. I'm going to do it to bro. I'm not kidding. You rape my daughter. I will fucking rape you. I will. And I know that seems crazy and the people are like, listen, they're like, oh, how can you say something like that? Bud, my daughter is the most important thing to me in my entire life. I love my son. Of course I love my son, but it's a different love. It's a different kind of love. My son, I'm trying to teach him to be a man. He doesn't get the preferential treatment that my daughter gets. My son gets a little bit tougher than Presley. It's a, if you have a son and a daughter, you know what I'm talking about. If you have daughters... You know what I'm talking about. My brother Mike has, has three daughters. But if you have a son and a daughter, there's a difference in between the way you love them. There just is. Of course, you love your kids, both of them. But there's, it's different. You know, your son, you look at him and you're like, you lazy fuck. You, that's what you do. You look at your son and you're like, you lazy fuck, go do something. You look at your daughter, she could do no wrong. Come, oh, come here, honey. Give her a hug. She's crying. You hug her. Your son's crying. I'm going to give you something to cry about. It's different. The reason that I bring this up is that a father, a 60-year-old dad from uh, Spokane, Washington, was arrested this week. He was arrested for, uh, on charges for a murder, first-degree murder because he killed his daughter's boyfriend because his... They, they, listen, his daughter's, boy, <clears throat> his daughter's boyfriend sold his daughter into sex trafficking. Now, listen, I, uh, this is all alleged. So let me get that out of the way. I don't know if the kid really sold her off into sex trafficking. I don't know if the father really killed him because he, he was arrested for it. This is just a hypothetical. But for the for the purpose of this podcast, by the way, this is spazzing out America's podcast. For the most part on this podcast, we do political conversations. But I wanted to talk about this story because I, I have a daughter. And I'm curious how people feel about this. I'm curious if people would do the same thing that this dad did. 
So here's the story. A year ago in 2020, his daughter goes missing. No one finds his daughter. He does the investigation himself. The father finds out that the daughter got sold off into sex trafficking. He finds his daughter. Takes him about a month or or 40 days. He investigates. He finds his daughter. He's able to save his daughter, get his daughter out of this uh, sex traffic ring. Saves her. Then finds out that it was the boyfriend that sold her. The boyfriend sent her, sent her off. I, I don't know how deep it goes. I don't know if he does it to her or if he did it to a lot of women or if it was just a one-time thing. I have no clue. The dad finds the boy, confronts him, ties him up, ties his legs together, ties his hands behind his back, duct tapes his mouth shut, throws him in a fucking trunk of a car, beats the shit out of the kid, smashes his head in with a cinder block, stabs him a bunch of times, leaves him for dead. In, in the back of the trunk of the car. The reason that they found him is the car sits there for, for a long time. The car's abandoned. There's mold growing on it. The neighbor says the car stinks. They pop it open. Boom, there's the, guy, there's the kid. The father gets arrested. Allegedly, he is admitted to killing the kid because he said that he sold his daughter off because the, the boy sold her off. I, now, I ask you, what would you do if you found out? I mean, you're 60. Your fucking life's over anyways. What do you got, 10 years left, 15 you find out that your beautiful daughter, that your, that, that your precious baby has been taken, sold into a sex trafficking ring. Do you sit back? Do you wait for the authorities to find them? Or do you go, I mean, I, I fuck, I'm, I'm trying, bro. There is no way in hell any police officer could say, let us do what we do. This is what we do. No, no bro, it's my daughter. What, what you do, and not, nothing against police officers, because I, I love you guys. You do everything you can. But it's not your daughter. You're not. You're passionate. Please don't take the guys. Don't take it wrong. I support the blue. Thank you for the detectives out there that find fucking people all the time and that protect us. I love you guys. I love you. But I'm telling you, and you know it, that it's that, that we're more vested because it's our kid. It's our baby. Shit, I can't even imagine what it must be like to be an investigator, a missing persons investigator that has to try to find people's children. It's got to be a tough job. You got mom and dad in your face all the time. Where's my daughter? What are you doing? How could you be? How can you be out at dinner tonight when my daughter's missing? I feel bad for cops like that. I, that's tough. That's a tough. That's a tough life. But anyways, for me, I'd want to find my daughter. Any dad would. I, I, I would do what this guy did. I would find my daughter and I would find out who, who sold her into the sex trafficking ring. But I wouldn't stop there. That's, that's, that's the problem. This guy stopped at, at, the, at the boy and he killed him. I, I'd fucking kill him too. You're fucking right. Please, I've, I've said this on this podcast a hundred thousand times. Use my podcast against me in the court of law. When my daughter gets hurt and they find the guy that hurt my daughter, he's fucking dead. I don't care. That's my baby. That's the problem with people in this world. They got no fucking balls. They think you can talk things out. You think you can talk it out. You can't. Fuck talking it out. Here's a test. There's a test that this guy does. To uh, he, He's a... See, they call him the billion dollar man. Um, Dan Penna. Penna or Pena. Something like that. And, and he's helped uh, a bunch of people to gain massive wealth. And one of his questions that he asks these people 
And and the answers he gives you he gives him a multiple choice answer, but the answer's not in the multiple choice. He says someone walks up to your mom and spits in your mother's face. What do you do? A, try to talk it out with the guy. B, call the police. Uh, C is I don't know what's I can't remember what C is, but it's something that that has nothing to do with the answer. And then you have these three options to pick from. And he says everybody picks from one of the three. And he goes, but he says that's never the answer. The answer is the answer is this: I punch the guy in the face. That's the answer. You spit in my mom's face. I fucking rifle you in the face. You don't spit on my mom. And I don't even like my mom. Yeah, I love. I like my mom, but you, my mom's an alcoholic, and, and she was a fucking druggie. But bro, if you spit on her, I'd punch you in the face. That's the answer. And and that's what the guy's looking for because he's sick of pussies. He's sick of it. My son, Nariam, uh, was telling me about it. My, my son has a kid at school. So my, my, my son says, hey, dad, one of my buddies is getting bullied at school. This is what my son said. Dad, one of my buddies is getting bullied at school. This kid's giving him a hard time. And I said, you know, and I listened to him. I said, tell me about it. He says, you know, he, he comes up to the kid. He grabs him, pushes him up against the locker, hits his hands, hits his books out of his hands or grabs him by the backpack. Gives him a really hard time. And I say, okay. And I asked my, I always give my son, I let him talk first. What do you think, what do you think should, should, you should do? He's like, ah, I don't know. I, maybe I should tell the teacher. I'm thinking about telling the teacher because the kid won't. He's like, the kid won't go to the teacher, ask me not to. I'm thinking about doing it. I'm like, all right, that's one way to handle it. I'm like, well, what do you think happens if you tell the teacher? He's like, well, I think my friend will be mad at me for a little bit. Um, but it'll help him. I said, okay, yeah, that, that could happen. And I, and I, let him talk it out. And then I said, he goes, and then he's like, well, what do you think, dad? And I said, well, let me just tell you this. First off, if you go to the teacher, you're going to make things worse. You're going to think that the teacher's going to help. You're going to think the teacher's going to set things straight, but it's not. It's going to make things more difficult for you because now the kid's going to start targeting you and you're going to be a rat. Not, not that it's bad to be a rat. I'm just, well, it is in my eyes, but going to the teacher isn't the answer in this situation. And then your friend's going to be pissed off at you. So now your buddy's going to be mad at you. Other kids are going to make fun of your buddy because now, because now it's known that he's a bully. It's a whole world of shit if you go and rat. If you go tell the teacher it's a problem. So then he goes, well, then what do I do? And I said, I'm curious, Narendra. Have you stepped in? I, I'm like, I said it. I go, bud, you've been doing karate your entire life. You're about to be a black belt. Did it ever dawn on you for a second to maybe step in and tell the kid, the bully, to cut the shit and don't pick on your friend, to stick up for your buddy? And now I am so I don't want to get in trouble. If you do that at my school, dad, you'll get in trouble. And I was like, I got upset. And he, he's like, it's just different. And I, and I, this is what I said to him because I got aggravated. I tried for about 10 minutes to be a PC dad. And it, my head was boiling. So finally I just said, Narium, I'm going to give you some advice and you need to use this for the rest of your fucking life. Stop being a pussy. Stop it. You have to stop being a pussy. Well, I'm not a pussy dad. I go, bud, if some kid is grabbing your buddy at school and putting him up against the locker and slapping the books out of your buddy's hand, you beat the fuck out of the kid. And just like that, I go, you punch the kid, you hit him with the book, you fucking step on his face, you smash his teeth down his fucking throat. Beat his ass. And the kid will never, ever fuck with you again. And then Nari's like, well, dad, he's kind of big. He might beat me up. And I said, great. Let me give you another example. I don't care if the kid is fucking 10 feet taller than you. 
You punch him in the gut. You bite. I don't give a fuck. Bite his balls. I didn't say that to him, but I said, even more reason for you to attack the kid is if he's bigger. I go, you might get your ass kicked. The kid might pound you and beat the shit out of you, but he'll respect you and he'll never fuck with you and your buddy again. You've got to stand up for yourself. You have to stop being a pussy. That's how you handle bullies. That's how, how did I get on this bully conversation? I'll tell you in a sec, but that's how you handle it. We don't have people like that anymore. We don't have people that stand up anymore and it's a huge problem because they become dads that don't stand up for their kids. There's no deterrent. It's, hey, let's fucking steal all the daughters because no one's scared of their father exacting retribution on them. Let me be clear, bro. And these are just words that put me to the test as a kid. Listen, my first day in high school, I got into a fight with Mike Wall. And I wouldn't even call it a fight. Because on my end, it was like I got my ass kicked. But my first day in school, my brother Stanley used to call him fucking Willow. And I'm walking to his class, Mike Wall. This guy's, he's the fucking star running back of the team. He's um going to Brown. I call him, he calls me Willow. I walk by him, he's like, hey, Willow. I Dude, I turn around and I fucking pushed him. I got right up in his fucking pit face. Well, I wouldn't say right up. He was taller than me. I came up to like his balls. But fuck that. Here I am, a snot-nosed fucking freshman. Guy's the captain of the fucking football team. I fuck, I, boom. He wasn't expecting it. Hot as I fucking could. Double fist right to the gut. As hot as I fucking could. Didn't really fucking phase him that much. He went back. He took a little bit of a stumble. Grabbed me. Mr. Wilkinson came out. He's a history teacher right in front of the history class. Come out, goes, what the fuck's going on here? Wall's like, nah, nothing's going on. Looks at me, gets real close to me, goes, you're, he goes, you're fucking dead. Just like that, he goes, you're fucking dead. You're going to have, and he, and, and he said to me, he goes, you're going to have to fight my brother because I can't get in trouble. So after school, at like two, two something before football practice, Danny Wall and I, we fought. Out in the fucking football field on the 50-yard line. We fought for like 45 minutes. It was a fucking battle to the fucking death. After that, no one fucked with me. Nobody did. And I'm not even a... I'm a friendly person. You ask anybody who goes to high, went to high school with me. I was pretty friendly. I was a friendly guy. I got along with everybody. Most people did not... Most people liked me. But I never put up with shit. Ever. I was never going to let you give me shit. And that's the problem with dads today. So that's, let's get back to the conversation of the father who killed this kid because, listen, criminals should be on witness. I love this. Oh, oh, is it witness or, or warning? Whatever it is, criminals should be. Let this be a warning to the criminals out there that want to steal our daughters. We're going to fucking kill you. We're going to find you. We're going to tie you up. We're going to put you in the back of a trunk. We're going to hit you in the head with a fucking center block. We're going to smash your fucking head wide open if you take our daughters. Because they're near and dear to us. They're everything to us. They mean fucking more to us than anything in the world. And we will do whatever we can to protect them. And I hope that that is considered. I hope there is some consideration for this 60-year-old dad... That I believe did the right thing. I'm not sure what you guys think. I'm sure. You know what? I don't even need to ask you. I could tell you right now. Every man in this in, in the United States of America 
would do the same thing if their daughter got taken. You could sit there and you could say, ah, maybe I wouldn't do it. Or maybe you don't have the balls to say it in public because you're ner- you, don't, oh, you don't want people to think you're like that. I'm like that. I'm a nice guy. I don't have a problem with anybody. But let me tell you something. You could hit me. Now, at this point in my life, you could do something to me, man. I probably wouldn't even care. But if you touch my daughter, well, let me tell you something. If you touch my daughter, there's going to be two issues. It depends on how old you are, right? If you're a man and you touch my daughter, I'm, I'm coming for you. I'm coming. Don't You better not sleep because I'm coming into your house. And if you get arrested and you go to jail, well, then I'm going to jail. And I'm not talking about I'm coming to visit you. I'm going to go commit a crime so that I can get put in the same fucking prison as you. And then I'm going to kill you. It's, it's simple. It's my daughter. But there's a couple of levels here. My daughter is six, seven years old. Let's say a 10-year-old kid gives my daughter a hard time. A 10-year-old boy hits my daughter. Well, I'm not going to handle that. It's a 10-year-old boy. My son's going to handle it. And if my son doesn't handle it, I'll kick my son's ass for not. Hear me on that. If my 13-year-old boy turns his back on my daughter when she gets hurt, I'm going to kick his ass. I'm going to kick my son's ass. And then I'm going to tell him, if you ever do that again, I'm going to fucking be, it's going to be 10 times worse. Don't you ever let anybody disrespect your daughter. Don't you ever let anybody hurt my, uh, your daughter, your sister. No one treats your sister like that. She's your only, she's not, well, he's got another sister, but that's your sister. That's my baby. Don't you ever let anybody hurt her. Trust me, the beating, I said to Narim the other day, I'm like, but the beating that you'll get from me will be far worse than any beating you could get from some 13-year-old kid that was giving your sister a hard time. So I think the guy's justified. He finds out that his beautiful daughter was kidnapped, stolen, and sold into a sex trafficking ring. The dad does the investigation, the legwork, the hard work, finds her 30, 35, 40 days later, rescues her, saves her from this uh, disgusting practice of selling young girls off, finds out that it was the boyfriend that sold her off, finds the boyfriend, kills the boyfriend, ties him up, beats him, throws him in a goddamn fucking trunk, and the kid deserved every, every second of it. He absolutely deserved it. And it's worth going to jail for. I don't know. I, people would say we live that we, we, we're civilized. How oh, you can't do that. Let, let, let the court system handle it. We're civilized. Well, civil, it's like what Mike Tyson always said. Your plan goes out the window the second you get punched in the face. I'm civil until you hit me. I'm sure I'll be civil. Civil until my daughter goes missing. I want you to just think about that for a second. Just sit here and think about how that guy must have felt when he found out that his daughter was sold. Like she was a piece of meat. Like she was garbage. And I'm sure his daughter was, was, had to perform sex, sex acts. See, I don't know that I would have stopped at, at, at the boyfriend. I might Listen, I'd go for broke on that. I mean, if I'm going to go to jail for the rest of my life for killing her boyfriend, I'm going deep. I'm going guns blazing into the sex traffic boss's house and I'm taking people out. If I'm going out, I'm fucking going out.
Here's a problem, though, with, with the United States and with people in this country. No one talks like this anymore. No one feels like this. It, you, this is something that would get you canceled. Oh, my God, how could you say you would ever kill somebody? How could you say you would ever beat someone to death? I would say to you, how could you not say that when you have a daughter? My beautiful girl. Pretty. Smart. Daddy's having the worst day ever. And the second I see her and she smiles, she's got a loose, right now she's got a tooth that's loose. Her front tooth is loose. She's, the thing's like, it's like pointing like in 50 different directions. She opens up her mouth. I can't, I melt. I melt. There's nothing that could be going wrong with my day that she can't tackle with a hug. She gives me the powers. That's what she says. Daddy, I'm going to give you the power. It's the, it means the power of love, right? She'll give me a hug as hard as she can. She'll say, Daddy, I, I, Daddy, I love you. She'll give me the power of love. She'll, I'm giving you the power. And she'll give me a big hug. Squeeze me as hard. I mean, she fucking squeezes me. It doesn't. She can't squeeze hard. Six, six, seven years old. But she squeezes me so hard. And I can feel her really trying her hardest to give me the love. To give me her power. She is trying everything she can to take Whatever problem I had in that day and try to squeeze it out of me with all her love. And she can do it. No one affects me the way my daughter does. And for you to say that this man is a, is a, the father isn't justified and, and killing this boy, you're heartless. If you have a daughter, you know what I mean. If you have a kid, you know what I mean. Every single one of us would do it. Does it make you uncivilized? Fuck. Fine. Then I'm uncivil. I'm not a violent person. I don't think violence is the answer. If you're a bully, I think you should get punched in the face. Yep, I do. But I don't like that. I don't think that's that. I wish there was a different way to handle it, but there's not. A good smack in the face, you'll never fuck with the kid again. And if you take my daughter... You you put her in the basement, you tie her up, you touch her, you do all sorts of fucked up things, you mutilate my kid, and I'm supposed to be civil. I'm not supposed to kill you. I would think there's something wrong with you if you didn't retaliate. You guys remember uh, a year ago or two with the trial from the doctor from the, the gymnastics team? I can't think of the guy's name, but one of the dads... Rean at him. He tried. He's in the courtroom. You could just see him. He's like looking back and forth and, the, and they're describing some of the stuff and the guy just couldn't handle it anymore. And he went at the doctor and the police and, and, the, and the bailiffs, they, 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 they restrained the father and his head's down on the ground. And he's like, just give me 30 seconds. The guy was crying. He was in tears. Give me 30 seconds. Give me 30 seconds. Just give me 30 seconds. He fucking raped my daughter. 30 seconds. Can you imagine? So I would think that this this dad that was forced, as I see it, forced into having to handle the situation and to kill the man that sold his daughter off like she was a hunk of fucking meat to be raped and mutilated and touched and pissed on and fucking all sorts of fucked up shit. He had no choice. 
And I hope that he gets off. I, I hope that maybe he goes to jail for manslaughter and does a year. I hope he does no time. I hope he gets time served. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing that, that's going to change the man. I mean, for, for the rest of his life, he has to think about what happened to his daughter. I feel, I feel worse for the daughter. Who knows if she'll ever get over it. I'm going to wrap it up like this. I'm very passionate. I'm a very passionate person. It's our duty as dads to protect our family, protect our wives, our husbands. I, they, you know, they're, they're guys. You know what I mean. You protect your family. You protect your kids. That's your job. You do everything you can to. There's a lot of evil people out there. And most of the time, 99.9% of the time, the way to handle things is sure to, to call the police and let them handle it. But then there are those times when you can't. And I don't know if that makes you an uncivil person or if maybe it just makes you temporarily insane. And I don't advocate the violence or the murder of anybody. I... I I, I sometimes sit back and I listen to the podcast later. I'm sure I'll listen to this podcast tomorrow and I'll say, wow, I, I can't believe you were saying the things that you said. But it's because I'm passionate and I want people to feel that. I want people to feel for this man, for this father and for his daughter and what this scumbag guy did to them and did to his daughter and he got what he deserved. He did. Now, is it for the father to decide? Probably not. If you're a God-fearing man, God judges all. And it's, it's God's choice to decide this man's fate. Or maybe it's the court systems. But in this circumstance, I side with the father. I'm a dad. I, we don't have all the evidence yet. We don't know the, the, the whole truth. If it comes out that the kid didn't sell her off and may, maybe his daughter didn't get sex trafficked, you know, we'll have a different conversation. But as I see it and as the story is right now, this man's daughter got taken and he did everything that he could do to get her back. And then he made the people pay that took her. And I'm okay with that. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to Spazzing Out, uh, America's podcast. Please do me a favor. If you like the podcast, share it. Share it with somebody. Please do. Oh, and by the way, you know what? I'll save it for another day. But I got I got a sponsor. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I reached out to me about sponsoring the program, and I was just like, "Do you even listen to my my podcast?" That it's a it's a paw. Oh man, it's like paw dog wear or something. It's it's a doggy clothing line, and I'm like, bro, I don't even like dogs. Are you kidding me? We'll have to talk about it another day. All right, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. God bless. God bless America.